0: Whether you're across the street or around the world, you have millions listening to klinlive.com.
1: people's minds and stimulate their acceptance of global culture coast Life is meant to be lived. There are some that are just walking around merely existing. As I told you before, I, you know, I'm always amazed at life, what it has to offer, what it brings, and what's out there for you if you choose to open your eyes and just wake up and realize. We have so many riches and treasures amongst us, and sometimes we take for granted, and I feel blessed right now. I'm in the midst of royalty riches of the earth staples in society that we've grown up with that have taught us how to grow up and taken us through pain love fear every emotion that we feel he was born robert malcolm the Second, and now he's my friend and i want him to say hello Hello. It's almost like a eulogy, right? Exactly. (laughs) He's he's not dead yet. (laughs) How you doing? Very good. Yeah, I thank you so much for inviting me into your life. I'm getting teary eyed right now. I'm really no because I grew up with your music. Yeah. And it's like the soundtrack to my life. Right. And I can remember key things. I mean, things are very vivid from the music, and um, it's amazing that you're still here amazing no 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 because i've lost many friends my age and younger that just you know Mm -hmm. and so we take this for granted like i Mm -hmm. said and it's 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 a blessing to be here and i'm glad that you're here and you're still thriving Mm -hmm. and still giving us lots of great music is there anything that you haven't done in your life that you would love to do rap And you can do that too. I'm sure, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. guys. You just see him. He's been but... performing for me in here. He's a hoot. I <laughs> know <laughs> mm-hmm. you're from Massachusetts. Yeah, originally. Originally, Springfield. Springfield. You because know, I my
2: great father food. went to the college yeah. after the war, mm-hmm. and he been, went to the basketball center. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where um, you, in, he met your mom? Yes, I th- he met my mother in Oregon. She's from Oregon, mm-hmm. and she was uh, in the, during the war. She was a ship building tower girl. That okay, went for the first time up to the tower, uh, 200 feet in the air mm-hmm. with a just a ladder. Yeah, she was sort of like the Rosie the Riveter <laughs> at that port, point. And my father was in the Navy, and he uh, was in the Port uh, mm. Portland, and he met her and thought so, so she was magnificent and strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, so they married, uh, but fortunately, uh, she was formerly married f- to her high school sweetheart from the Dalles, of uh, for Oregon, mm-hmm. at the bottom of Mount Hood, mm-hmm. and they had a ranch there. So she married her high school sweetheart and had a son. Yeah, she met my father. Five years later mm. so she had already divorced him <laughs> and, but fortunately my grandmother didn't like the fact she was formerly married oh, and she really? was two years older than my father uh. so she was sort of standoffish but when I came along I was born in uh, Massachusetts and uh, lived in Lockport New York mm. on the St. Louis Seaway and my father was a camp counselor for the YMCA, big monkey-muck. And uh, so we, every summer we would stay on a Camp Keenan.
3: What's up, y'all? This is Zaya, and you're listening to Uncle Earl and the Underground
2: Experience. We moved to Baltimore uh, when I was seven and uh, lived there until I went to college.
1: Were you happy about that?
2: Oh, yeah, because yeah. The, uh, the Presbyterian Church, even though it was raised... Congregationalist <laughs> From Maine and yes, there. Okay. So anyway Basically they were across the alley From our house Really across the alley And I joined the church Because my parents did And obviously I love the fact That the organist And piano player With the choir He taught everything And that's the reason I was taught music uh, for at least how ten it years, all began. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I have a picture of me playing the organ at ten, and uh, because I was so uh, what do you call it outgoing,
1: <laughs> to say the least, I would right. uh,
2: do plays in my elementary school, do music. I went to junior high and uh, skipped a year, and I went to high school a year early. So and, were you
1: acting, singing, oh, and dancing, yeah, everything, everything, triple flip, Yeah.
2: Perfect. My mother was a director Splits and everything. for the church. She put on plays, yeah. and musicals. <laughs> I was in them. Um, so was my sister. And um, my brother was in. Uh, six years older than me, and he went into the Naval Academy at Annapolis. Okay. Flunked out the first year, <laughs> but got in the next year. <laughs> I loved seeing him at the Annapolis because all the. Yes. Uh, don't oh, say yes. why, but mm-hmm. yeah. And he was a singer and a trumpet, trombone. Uh, <laughs> he had a group in Annapolis uh-huh. that sang and everything. And uh, he was a very good tenor, and he played uh, trombone. After Did your sister my, sing? Yes. Yes. Yeah? She also. The whole family. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you all sing together too? Like the yeah. mother, mm-hmm. and yeah,
2: yeah. At Christmas. Yeah. Uh. My father had a very low voice. Lower than anyone. (laughs) And so he would sing the hymns an octave lower. (laughs) So we made fun of him. But, you know, because everyone else is like up there. Yeah. Oh. He's a very very good voice, but, you know. It was down there. Yeah. When I went to high school, I went to Baltimore City College. Uh, Midtown, I was in North uh, Baltimore in Towson, and we went down to, with a streetcar to the, across the street from the uh, uh, football stadium. There was a, a thing, I'll show you the picture. It was a castle on the hill.
0: Uh-huh.
2: It looked like a castle. And it was the sister school with Philadelphia Central High School.
1: It was a school?
2: Yeah. Okay. And Philadelphia also had this qu- kind of architecture. Very famous, the first, you know, the most famous high school in the East Coast. And mine was second.
1: Did the schools ever do like events yes, together yeah, mm-hmm. or shows? Yeah. or? Yeah.
2: It was all male, all male, 4,000 students. Oh. And the girls' high school was next door. So I love the fact it was all male. Well...
1: I'm sure you did. But
2: but the reason is, you can concentrate so much more on your studies and everything Mm. else, not having it in front of the girls. Right, right. At at that age, I think that was the first... uh, My college was also all male at the Mm. beginning. I joined the orchestra, I joined the play club, I joined everything, Mm. and I played bass drum and bass, operatic bass, in the. In the concerts of the uh, symphony, uh, Baltimore High School Symphony, because I couldn't play piano because I just played the rehearsals. Hmm. I played for the string section, sort of like an accompanist. Okay. And I learned that so much.
1: What do you prefer to play?
2: uh, Piano. You do? So, as a result, I played all the um, things before school, Mm -hmm. played the theme song of the high school, (laughs) everything else. (laughs) Hmm. And... Was in all the plays, Hmm. and I did all of that. It doesn't make my studies very good. (laughs) I took German and uh, French Hmm. and Latin in junior high. Do you you still speak? Yes, a little bit German. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't take Spanish. I'm in LA. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, okay. out for a year uh, between college and high school and I joined uh, the opera uh, opera company lyric opera company as a singer Mm. and I joined a vocal group of 28 singers that performed very classical music I was the youngest tenor and we we, we were dressed up in tuxes and everything else yeah and uh, I loved doing that also I met a guy Called Don Walls, and uh, he came to something I'd done, and he was uh, Roman Catholic, but you know mm. he was mm. also married, <laughs> and uh, he loved what I did. So we wrote several shows together. Mm. My year off, and one of them was almost slated for Off Broadway, but another show opened at the same time, about the same subject, Twelfth oh, really? Night. So we just really? we did a funny version, but because it was already open, you know. So. Wow. And Margaret mm-hmm. Hamilton of *Wizard of Oz* was going to be oh, one I of the Oh, I love her! Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, yeah. and Hermione Gingold. Yes. So I just you know, so anyway, it was just fun. But that was my first year in college, and I had to go up to New York to play uh, *Back of the Editions*, mm. and I missed uh, the. Initiation for school and everything else, and I joined a fraternity because a friend of mine from church was in it in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and uh, I never got to do the initiation because I was in New York. (laughs) I joined the Klee Club, and my father said before I went to college, "You, I won't send you to a college that has." Theater or music majors. Really? Because that's all you do. <laughs> you have to learn how to get a job. <laughs> right. And uh, well, anyway, so as a result, I did everything musically mm-hmm. and theatrically, theatrically in college, anyway. Right. So I wrote music and performed and did musicals and plays. And wrote music for Caucasian Chalk, chalk Circle, of all things. <laughs> uh, well, that's
1: that, that. You know, that's amazing to me because you know a lot of times you don't know where people come from. Yeah, of course. You have such a rich theater background. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. Mm-hmm.
2: I wanted amazing. to go into theater uh, as a, as a conductor or as a player, and I wanted to write musicals. So, um, when I went to New York in uh, 1964, I didn't graduate because I owed a semester, hmm. because I was already in, in, uh, engrossed in the industrial shows for Armstrong Core Company, there was uh, headquarters in that okay. town. Yeah. And when I moved to New York, I did the choreography and arrangements for all the shows. I didn't know about industrial shows, when <laughs> I did it. so we would do it all over the country with big hotels like the Fairmount Bond, and blue blue room at the uh, Fairmount Hotel in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and you know everything. Else. So the thing is, I enjoyed doing that because they would pay me, and also the per diem mm-hmm. was not set. Yeah. Is anything I wanted oh, so anything boy. I could g- get from the restaurant or the hotel <laughs>
4: it
2: fold, was taken care we would be like Chateau Montmartre wine and everything else until they find found out <laughs> just,
1: it's we, like okay you got a little are, bit overboard but went back a little bit we were in Phoenix <laughs> at the
2: Camelblot back in 8 days early for oh, a show okay. and, <laughs> of uh, course. around the pool uh, you know eating yeah yeah Yeah. uh, living loving laughing stop that
0: new bi-weekly bilingual newspaper in town, it's DeTotos in English and Spanish. DeTotos brings you the best in entertainment, interviews, movies, and movie premieres as they happen here in Hollywood. Pick up your coffee at the world-famous newsstand in the heart of Hollywood at Cahuenga and Hollywood Boulevard or visit www.detotos.org.
1: It's amazing to me because you have such a rich background, and you know people only know a few things about yeah, you. Yeah. And I'm I'm so glad I get to know you, yeah. the man, because there's so much more to you than you well, know yeah. what we know. <laughs> I mean, it's great. What is one thing that has really impacted you besides the music? Okay, to propel you forward.
2: Uh, basically, my father died uh, in at 52. As I was performing, uh, musical directing, performing a show at the Fulton Opera House in Lancaster one summer. Mm. He died opening night. Mm. I heard it Saturday morning, and the opening was later, and the cast party was later. Mm. So I didn't tell anyone about my father dying, and I went down to Baltimore after that. To see the moral. And, uh, the thing is, my father was very high up in uh, personnel, head of personnel of the Maryland Na- National Bank, and I enjoyed the fact he was so different from me. The, the shock was his death, no no thing. He smoked three and a half packs of cigarettes a day, and obviously his, his voice was going. Yeah. But I thought he was going to... Go with throat cancer, not heart. Mm. So, you
1: yeah. know. who is someone that has impacted your life and you least expected it? Mm. Like an aha moment happened. Yeah.
2: Like, wow. Yeah. Mm, many people. I had to figure out Paul Jabara. When I first met him, he was just—he uh, was going to open a musical called Rachel, Lily, Rosenblum, and don't you ever forget it. Mm. And I heard the demo, he, play, he played me, he was singing the demo. And Ellen Green, a friend of mine, was up for the part when Met, met Midler turned it down. And he was a great influence of me, you know, because he introduced me to disco, and even though he didn't know how, you know, how to do it. <laughs> That's the reason I met Donna Summer, and I went to Casablanca. So he was arranged well, for my career, mm-hmm. obviously. He was a little bit over the top in eco mm-hmm. and he wanted to have everything and he wanted to meet Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and he did the musical. <laughs> so, so I did arrangement for him and he moved out at uh, the same time in 1975 that I moved now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's he from?
2: He's from Brooklyn,
1: Brooklyn. yeah, okay
2: and uh, he is, he's Lebanese. And his sisters, they didn't really know about Paul, really, uh, because they didn't know he was actually gay, uh, but he acted gay sometimes. Acted sometimes. Gay, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he's a, he was in the original hair. He was so much uh, a, a guy that wanted to he was a bit eccentric impress everyone. Then. Yeah, so the problem was he took my name off co-writing Last Dance. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that till eight months later uh, because we recorded it in, in July 1977. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that he did that because he just said, "It's in, it, because I introduced you to Neil Bogart, that's the reason. Because he went to Puerto Rico to play his version of Last Dance <laughs> to Donna in a bathroom. You're right locked the door you know. <laughs> so she's okay I'll do it not knowing that she would actually do it when I met her for the first time I was doing Shut Out Heaven is a Disco for him mm-hmm. and Donna was the uh, voice in the distance that, that was talking about Shut Out So, first of all, she always wanted to go shopping, but (laughs) I working with her. I did the demo Mm. of Last Dance with her on the, the, I was on the piano, Mm. and all the way through the full version, and Neil Bogart noticed me, Mm. he wanted to sign me ultimately. Unfortunately, Giorgio Romero, I haven't met yet, Mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't like the fact I was doing it, because he didn't write the song. (laughs) So uh, when I did Last Dance, and one day, the whole thing, I was barred from the vocal session at night. Like locked out? Yeah. She already knew the song. And (sighs) Jojo came to the vocal session because he heard my track and thought, "Uh uh-oh, it could be ahead. So I didn't know why he barred me. But um, after that, uh, basically, Donna knew this whole song. Anyway, she had already sung it. And she did two takes, which she ordinarily would do, and just go shopping. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it.
2: Giorgio met with me because he wanted me to arrange "Once Upon a Time," the Cinderella story with Donna, and go to Germany. And he played me a demo he had done, singing, very you know, very not very good. And I had to do do arrange the sequence of all the songs, and I you know did it. And I had to make a demo in a synthesizer studio that I'm so glad he let, met me there because I used it all the time.
1: And now, let me just get this straight. So you arranged that song all the way straight through the way it played because, you know, they oh, transitioned yeah. the song, the song, the song, it song to song to song and didn't stop.
2: You Yeah, did the, yeah. Wow. And when I went to, um, I, I I never met with Giorgio again uh, unless, unless I went to Germany in the fall. And uh, Giorgio introduced me to the band, Hmm. Keith Forsey and everything else, Les Hurdle, and it was a great band. He never came to the session after that. Hmm. And I didn't think he was producing it, so I thought, maybe this this is a European thing, (laughs) recording thing. I co-produced Roberta Kelly there also, and I just conducted the thing and arranged all the music in... Became never one never went, went family. to a session list yeah, until it was mixed, and I was barred. <laughs> and I went to his office upstairs, and I heard the first day, because the vocal, the first day, he barred me from that. And um, Did you ever find out why he barred I, you? I don't know. I don't know. But I went yeah. up to his office because I said, Donna doesn't sound like Donna. It sounds like a little girl. On yeah. purpose? It sounded like she was just fooling around. Mm -hmm. So I said, Oh, Donna does what she wants to do. Once upon a time. So I had to put much more background vocals on the whole album because of that. She would not complete the whole track, Hmm. she would just give up. So I had to do anything to lay along the track, which we already recorded. He, he she did the vocals when the full band and all the instruments were all there, there. and she just sang to the real yeah. track.
1: That must have been amazing. Yeah,
2: too. but luckily I could do the background vocals, and uh, do it more. Mm-hmm. And I love doing that. <laughs> She was on tour with Paul Jabara. She sang Shout Out with Paul. And I loved it that I actually saw the show in Italy. Mm-hmm. I went to Venice after I did the album. And I went to Venice for the first and only time in the November. Not the right time. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed it. And I went to Florence, Firenze. After that, I saw the, everything but the David and I'm wearing his a shirt.
1: Okay, you didn't. You missed him.
2: I didn't know. I How'd saw it outside. That? I thought it was it, but it was inside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just a few steps.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I saw her show in between Venice and Florence hmm. in a sort of a straight disco bar sort of thing, low ceilings, hmm. and people were dressed like with John Travolta.
1: Saturday Night Fever? Yeah,
2: just like that. Really? The guys dressed like him. Yeah. <laughs> the girls oh, dressed like Oh, boy. Yeah. It was sort of like, weird. Oh. Anyway, I saw the show.
1: <laughs> Those wide lapels. And...
2: and I went to Rome after that. Mm-hmm. I met uh, Gord a friend of Paul's for some reason. I knew his lover first. I remember his lover had a very little dog. Mm-hmm. He called Rat because it was impossible for him, for anybody to come up to him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I was
2: staying at the Gore's, uh, apartment, and for two days or three days, and I met a medical student from uh, America, and just you know went with him for a while. Mm-hmm. I love that, but anyway, <laughs> he had a Mustang convertible in Rome. All right. Yeah. So I enjoyed mm. doing all the things mm-hmm. I did. I went to Paris after that and didn't see uh, Donna. I did the music for Crazy Horse Loon later, mm-hmm. eight years later, ten years later. Because Jacques Morali, who I never met till then, uh, basically uh, he called Paul Jabbar and, and said, if you can arrange something, I wrote the music. And he said... Bob Esty call him so wow. and I loved being in Paris to do that I'm sure uh, Crazy Horse Saloon is all girls mm-hmm. lining up 50 girls and 100 tents, and uh, basically <laughs> it's a small club underneath uh, the uh, hotel mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. from 19, 1950 or something mm-hmm. is very famous all, all over the world mm-hmm. they have many Chapters, so all, almost age Almost everybody was Asian when I saw the show. Really, yeah. The lighting was the best part of the show. Jock <laughs> told me he raised the songs very like Giorgio, mm-hmm. and uh, no lyrics. No, some of them are instrumental, and we recorded it in uh, London because the the guy that does the show didn't want to pay the union things so anyway (laughs) anyway, back in the day too i have have, uh some tracks cd Mm -hmm. of the tracks and luckily because i could transfer her yeah wow bruce fledge was there also because he wrote the lyrics for for one of the songs and I enjoyed reading with him. We went out to see Dame Enda and my friend, (laughs) my friend was a manager at that time and he was the reason I did Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. So everything comes together. Hey
0: everyone, this is Ricky Rebel and you are listening to the Underground Experience Radio Show.
3: You've been wondering where I've been ever since the time we were together. Well, now here I am. I'm right here by your side, here to give you back the love you gave to me. If you've been thinking, the girl you used to know and thought the dance would
1: a list of people you we work with everybody not, is there
2: not aretha you haven't worked with her uh, you want to oh of course
1: okay My you hair. hear that riri he wants to work <laughs> with you <laughs> she might be
2: listening well, i want work with uh, diana but
1: Is there something that you want people to know about you that they may not know?
2: Well, the fact that I... Most people don't read the credits, so I just wanted to tell them when I first had to do disco, I loved being in the clubs and dancing, Mm -hmm. and I loved everything from the early, mid-60s on and when I was in New York, and um, I didn't think I was going to do that kind of Thing. I didn't think I was going to record until I moved to LA. A lineup uh, arrangement for Paul Jabbar's shutout. and I would already done "Yankee Doodle Dandy" with him, disco, because I had to learn it. We, I love the thing we did. Anyway, disco. I danced to that in. It oh. <laughs> da-
1: it, I did dancing. I showed dancing with my oh, really? Yeah, and I danced. At oh that. yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: And, uh, because of that, I did it with Ron Dante, a friend of mine from New York. Hmm. Because I knew Barry Manlow and everything from New York, uh, I was in that sort of crowd, but I did cabaret and off-Broadway shows. That you were sort of straddling, on, yeah, straddling the line. Yeah, every, right, you were right. Just like, ah, oh, I went to Windows I not really recording <laughs> yeah. until I went to L.A. Hmm. And, uh choked up was uh, Paul Jabbar. And the reason I loved what he did for me because he introduced me to so many people. Barbara, Cher, not Cher but Donna, obviously. When I did the Brooklyn Dreams album I loved the fact that Donna was sort of dating Bruce Sedano of the Brooklyn Dreams and she would sit behind the... uh, control room Mm -hmm. and neck with him (laughs) so (laughs) so I enjoyed that (laughs) exactly I loved Brooklyn Dreams yeah yeah (laughs) probably they were on the ultimately the wrong label
1: ever have a reunion where you no. all try to get together who's still here yeah it's hard it's kind yeah. of hard huh yeah everybody's busy first
2: of all who's the star
1: you all fit in the same room <laughs> yeah.
2: when I went to California luckily the first time I did I was uh, doing Sally Kellerman's arrangements because she's just done lost Horizon. The mm. most people don't like it but you know she wanted to go on tour Yes, and I went out in 1974 I chose Gotham a group I started in New York a cabaret group all gay mm. and they did Andrew's Sisters songs sort of like that at the time I enjoyed playing for them and everything else they were very famous in the cabaret at the time they went to LA mm-hmm. and rehearsed with Sally we did the tour, but at the third stop, the group abandoned it because it was always straight places. Uh, so right. we didn't like the fact the Playboy Club would shout out, Where's Sally? Where's <laughs> Hot Lips? <laughs> and they were dressed in glittered suits uh-huh. shirts, uh, with the uh, Empire State Building. <laughs> Oh, the, wow. And we were saying, hold that. tight, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight.
4: <laughs> so, obviously, wow. they left
2: town, and uh, Sally went into shock. Hmm. And obviously, we had to cancel the tour hmm. because the guys were on the contract. Even they were, oh. they were opening actors oh, singing right, behind. right, right, right. Because so I it thought... It was a package deal. Yeah, because I thought... If anything gay comes up, <laughs> that we have a contract. <laughs> obviously, they wrote, broke the contract and cost Sally $50,000 to do it again. Wow. Yeah. And we hired four, three black, black backup singers to go to New Orleans mm-hmm. in the hurricane. Oh, wow. At the real room, it's a fair amount. And obviously, nobody was black except them (laughs) and the health was all black and every every time they would come up to our room to do the towels and everything they would just open the doors throw in everything hurricane is coming hurricane is coming (laughs) 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 and I already uh, has been to New Orleans because my uh, I went down to Mardi Gras for the last time was in the quarter and uh, I love. The fact that Sally had no, so much trouble with all the old bejeweled uh, ladies and gowns. She was going to go the show. She and she would stumble over her dialogue and everything. Oh my <laughs> God. I used every instrument in the house band, a big band, yeah. for the first time. Uh-oh. You yeah know, I was just musical director the piano player was Ray Scanlon mm. I didn't play for the show I, I still work with Sally you
1: still oh, do. yeah. you still yeah do. well but you know I, I I want to take this time to thank you certainly. for coming you know for supporting what we're doing yes, certainly. you know at popcat and Rage am going to we're rage. trying to preserve I mean we're trying to keep that essence of life because Mm -hmm. it's just about love and doing what you love and sharing you Mm -hmm. know it's not about the dollar necessarily but we've lost that humanitarian spirit yeah so that's what we're trying to bring back basically you know and then you get your cocktail I enjoyed (laughs)
2: 90% of the people worked with. yeah I will tell okay yep. we we'll we'll some <laughs> secrets for some for later.
1: <laughs> but thank you so much for today sure. I'm gonna let you go on and do your thing because you, you got a lot to do over there so Yeah. you got a full plate and uh, mm-hmm. and I want to hear it so okay. I'm gonna let you go alright okay. yeah okay. alrighty then alright y'all one never knows do one okay I will talk to you later this is Uncle Earl your host Captain and DJ signing off for now and um, keep it grouping. ciao
0: reporting never goes out of style. Listen to KLEDLive.com.